1: Oh, baby. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is, everybody. Hump day. What <laughs> is... <laughs> <a laughs> cool. DMVR Nuggets day? podcast presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whatever you sign up and gamble on summer things like baseball, mm-hmm. uh, the home run derby, uh, whatever else you want to bet on. MMA, golf. What else is happening in the summer right now, guys? Start WNBA. WNBA is going on. You can bet on WNBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a full show for you today. A Wednesday edition of the show. We're going to talk some headlines. Some little like we have a bunch of micro conversations for today. I've got like a little, a bunch of little like you know we might only spend three minutes on this, but they're interesting things nonetheless. Um, Some stuff to talk about. We're also going to. I have some Jamal Murray appreciation. I've told you guys this every night. Not every night, but most nights lately. As I sit out on my deck. just kind of take in nature you know hear the sounds of the pond i watch videos of highlight videos last night jamal murray last night was a jamal murray one so guess what today is jamal murray appreciation day i've got some some takes i think i might make a jamal murray video soon that's how uh that's how Mm. inspired i was last night
2: have you have you changed your opinion about porter quarters versus murray
1: flurries I have not. I have not changed my opinion. Although I I will say, I will say, I did become more excited for a Murray Flurry. I did become more excited for that. So we'll get there. Um, And then lastly, we're going to tier the YouTube mix. Because I've been watching all these mixtapes lately, I feel like we can talk about which ones are the best ones. I want to save everybody the scrolling, the searching. We'll give you guys the S tier, A tier, and so on and so forth. Um, Should be going to show the vote highlights. (laughs) That's what the people want. They want Brent to vote. Instead, I'll just introduce him. Are those pineapples vote on your shirt?
0: No, oh, buddy. Flowers. <laughs> um, but not to worry. I'm still a swinger. I'm still a swinger. <laughs> Check out that home run derby video. This You're your game easy. tonight.
1: Look at this. He is yeah, on his eight game. Eight. <laughs> way, way to go. Uh, the blurry one in 8-bit from an undisclosed location. It's Harrison Wynn. Oh,
3: man. I like how you had the Jamal Murray appreciation night after you didn't pick any Jamal Murray highlights <laughs> in our draft yesterday. That was good. <laughs>
1: Was I feeling was I feeling guilty? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> it was coincidence. We don't know. Um, and then joining us from DNVR HQ, it's D. Co. Uh,
2: yeah, you definitely um, have just forgotten about Jamal Murray. There's no other explanation for your <laughs> Jamal Murray uh, disrespect. I'll say it. Your flat out disrespect <laughs> for Jamal Murray yesterday. Uh, the Murray flurry being the most divine thing outside of a Nikola Jokic anything in the world of Nuggets. Uh, uh, just in the Nuggets universe, I'm glad that you have atoned for your sins and you've gone back and realized clearly, even though you won't admit it to us, uh, <laughs> that you made a huge mistake.
1: Well, if you want to know an admission, this is the real admission. Sometimes when I make up games for our show, I'll like get distracted on what I started doing and then end up blending it. Because I put Jokic 3 on there, which the title was Things You're Most Excited to See. I meant more like if you if Jokic makes a three, you get excited for the game. Oh, like, oh, we're in a good spot. But, like, Jokic's going to make a three in game one, and I'm not going to be that excited. I'll be just like a regular level. Three, of you'd be play. like, oh, cool. You three points. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> on fire. Three You're like, five. cool. Now we're up by one. Awesome. And, and if there's a Murray flurry, it'll definitely be significantly more exciting than <laughs> one singular Jokic three. So I screwed up. What do you want to you see? Um we do have some some stories though, guys, in the segment one we're gonna bounce around. And I actually want to start with another podcast. Um, Duncan Robinson's podcast, he had Grant Williams on. And Grant Williams, by the way, I find very interesting. Him and Draymond, John H. Grant Williams, super smart player. Really, um, I, I think he's gonna be a very good player. He's one of those players like I am envious other teams have. You know, he's like my type of guy. He goes on and he had this to say. I'm gonna play. It's about a one-minute clip.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like when I reflect it and look back to those games. Like, I still will say confidently, confidently to this day, they weren't the better team. You know what I mean? Like, I was Golden st- State was not the better team. Yeah, I will st- say that confidently. I will say they were a the more disciplined team. I will say that without a doubt. Like, their discipline and also their, I guess, their, what you say, their um, history of yeah. being in the finals, championship like, pedigree, championship you pedigree, you say, that was real. Yeah. And I feel like at times, like, when you go back and watch the film, like, we had commanding like either leads or had opportunities we went on runs. And next you know, we just like turned it over three times because we missed three shots. Cause yeah. we instead of making the right read because we missed those shots, we started forcing things. And just stuff like that, the discipline of just making the right play over and over and over again we didn't play with. Well, they play the same no matter what. They're going to get the same shots. They're going to create the same looks. They know who the priorities are. And they're going to play with pace. And they had a great, you know, like spacing. Like even us, we weren't disciplined enough spacing the floor. Like that stuff. Less so, the, like, less so the fact that they were more ta- like a talent thing.
1: So I like this clip for several reasons. Now, here's what's funny about it. Because we suck as a society. That clip I've seen gone go viral on like Reddit and even on Twitter. And the replies are all, oh, sore loser. He's saying they're better. You're not. If you were better, you would have won. I don't take it that way. Like, I honestly don't think his point was we're better than them sour grapes. His point was talent wise, even maybe we were even better, but there's this other aspect to basketball and he was getting to the very specific part of it, which was game plan discipline, but also just identity. I think what he's really talking about is identity discipline under pressure. And he's talking about, you know, you go through all of these stages, you get up to that stage. The Warriors are who they are. They play flow basketball, no matter if they're up 20 down 20, up in a series, behind in a series. It's one of the things that makes them so special. If you think back to the how's it going of 2015, one of the things that people like Charles Barkley and uh, Phil Jackson would always try to say publicly is, oh, we'll see if that stuff works when their back's against the wall. And to me, it's a fair criticism. A lot of teams think they know who they are, get punched in the mouth, and then it's harder to be who you've always been. You change. That's what I think Grant Williams was saying is, hey, we got hit in the mouth. And we changed who we are. We didn't. We didn't stick to it. So to me, I actually find that to be an incredible insight and detail into what he experienced going to the finals.
0: It's why Eric picked Golden State if, right after one round of the playoffs last year. It wasn't just talent. It was of the teams left, they had that pedigree, and they. I mean, pretty much said exactly what Grant just said. So I wanted to shout Eric out there as well. And then really quick, tying it to the Nuggets. <laughs> Um, I got you. E. Uh, so sweet. <laughs> we saw that really manifest. I can't after. wait till Eric gets the mic and just roasts you for something. It's very, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, just uh, but we saw that manifest with the absence of it for the Nuggets last season. There's a real identity to the way they play when their backs are up against the wall, particularly the two man game in Jokic and Murray. And without Murray, um, even Jokic's you know unbelievable talent wasn't always quite enough, not just because they didn't have um. A game, a counter, but because they didn't have discipline, they didn't have reps and sort of how to how to right. respond to, to those different coverages.
2: Yeah. Eric, no, I I couldn't agree more. Like, I mean, I disagree with him that they were definitively the better team. They just had what <laughs> yeah. he done. <laughs> yeah. Like the, that, that <laughs> first part is static like, about that. Part. The yeah. For the- he, he needs to get he is absolutely right that the Warriors the, the thing is that the Warriors beat the Celtics the same way they beat every team, where a team gets up, a team, they're like, Oh, we got him, and then the third quarter happens and the Warriors just come out and smash yeah. you, and you're like, uh oh. I mean I went back when I when I heard him say this, I was like, What was the the discrepancy in turnovers game by game between the Celtics and the Warriors? Overall, uh, in the series, the Celtics turned the ball over 20 more times than the Warriors did. But it was never That's a lot, though.
1: That's a, 20 is a it, lot. It,
2: Yes. But most of it came in one game, the, 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 the despair. Uh, most of it was like two, two turnovers, three turnovers. But they were right. kind of in the same. And there were a couple that the Warriors turned it over more than right. the Celtics did, and they won those games. Right. Um, but the, his larger point and your larger point is exactly that, is that the Warriors are a monolith. The Warriors. There is a concept of the Golden State Warriors that's been able to happen because of who Steph Curry is, and who Clay Thompson is, and who Draymond Green is, and they. You know how they're going to play, and they know how they're going to play. Even they, if the shots are They like, do. Yes. Even if the shots aren't falling, they're like, just wait. They're coming. We know they're right. coming, and they always come. And then at a certain point, you're like, all right, like now, what are you guys going to do? And to the point that came up a lot during the finals and what makes sense now, like the Celtics are like, we don't even know kind of who, like, are you guys right, Jalen right. Brown and votes yeah, uh, yeah. name, man, we, you guys don't have an offense initiator. Are you somehow, you're a three point shooting squad. Like that really makes sense. Um, And they're, you know, like the, their problems became very obvious as the, as the, the series went on, but you're right. Like, and that's the, to tie it back to the Denver Nuggets, like the Denver Nuggets have a very solid core. People say that like, if if you're wanting to detract from Nikola Jokic's greatness, you'll say that like, oh, they have to play through him, but like they get to play through him. That is a very defined identity. The Warriors have to play through Steph Curry. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like they're like, he's too much of a specialist. Like you have to tailor your offense to three point shots from Steph Curry. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Nikola Jokic is the ultimate identity. And now all the Nuggets have to do is build around him. If we just have the talent to do it, that's why we all further bet further the Nuggets to win.
1: I'll go even further, though, and I'll throw this to you here, wind, After after this. But the thing about the Nuggets is we are watching every game every second. Like, we know this team as well as anybody just in terms of what they are. And so we see their peaks. And the thing is that the Nuggets fall into flow basketball for extended periods at times. And they're the best team in basketball. They're as good as this Warriors team for stretches. like we're, And that's what we're kind of going off. Like when you got Gordon, like, oh, don't you guys remember how much they dominated the Clippers? They did this or that. Those things are real. What makes them different is the Warriors found that. And again, they didn't find it overnight. It kind of developed over time. But then by 2015, it was just like they found it and have not lost it since. <laughs> like so They are a team that just knows how to get into that rhythm and then stay in that rhythm and never break it. Not game by game, series by series. And season by season. And that's the one part the Nuggets haven't. So when we all have this confidence that the Nuggets can be a championship team, it's because we've seen the peak. But the question is, can they sustain that? Can they find a way to do that? And that's where Michael Porter comes into all this, because I think we all believe Jamal Murray, Nikola Absolutely. Like those guys just live in that rhythm. Michael Porter makes them better but also makes it harder to stay in that. And that really is why I think it's the central question of this season. When do you kind of see it that way? And that's why I found that Grant Williams comments so on point because the nuggets have to become that to win a title.
3: Yeah. Well, the warriors just have this incredible level of calm to them, Mm -hmm. no matter what situation that they're in like Steph. And it's the whole thing going back to like Steph Curry, throwing a behind the back pass and, Right. A, a serious moment of a finals game that they ended up losing, I think. But, like, that's the Warriors. You know, like, they, they just play the same way, the, the same level of confidence, the same looseness to them, no matter if it's game one of the regular season or game seven of the finals. Like, that's a special thing. Like, that that doesn't happen overnight. That happens from being in those make-it-or-break-it situations time and time again, that core group has so it's just special what the Warriors have and you can't get there unless you go through the battles uh, unless you go through the long playoff runs and you are playing in those finals games but like when you do get there it is it is really special
0: and that's where how many game sevens Murray and Jokic play uh, have played already that's an advantage these guys have back up against the wall reps underneath their their bell and as a unit this group adam's right so sort of unanswered question and it's one of the big bummers about for for many obvious ones about losing out on on so many games from key guys for aaron gordon in particular not necessarily the team identity for aaron gordon you know that's why to me it was significant that the nuggets didn't wave the white flag last season that they fought that they got back into the playoffs His first playoff run with the Nuggets didn't go very well. The first half of this first series against the Warriors, it was going horribly. What did Aaron Gordon learn about himself and how he can contribute when it's getting really tight? But he had enough time to respond, learn that he can be productive in that environment, particularly how he can be productive. And of course, the Cavalry is coming back. So significance to those playoff reps, even when you fall short to the point that wind was just making.
1: And that's why Porter, and this is not a, by the way, a knock necessarily on Michael Porter. Like he just hasn't played that many minutes. Jokic and Murray had a good, Jokic and Murray were like this, by the way, early on in their tenure where they had high peaks, but they would also fall out of that rhythm. It's just, we saw really before the bubble, but especially in the bubble where those two guys just became one, like the two man game really became a perfect synergy between both of them. And, and then we saw that obviously carry into the next season. So Michael Porter, to me, I think a lot of people view him, the more skeptical Michael Porter people. They're more, you know, the health thing. I think they overstate where the odds are. Not that they're not they're not favorable for Denver, like they're unfavorable. But I think people look at this as like a 90-10, like 10% chance he stays healthy. I think it's higher than that, but we'll find out. But then the other piece of this is I think people over, overestimate um or underestimate i should say how likely he is to find that rhythm with the nuggets in large part just because he hasn't played enough and this is the thing is the nuggets again if they find that rhythm they find that discipline this is why Jokic, at the end of the season when he was asked about winning a title he's like yes if we can play together like if we could learn he knows the ingredients are there it's just can they find that and if they do here's what's cool about it the warriors play with joy and the warriors get winning streaks Like, if you look at the Warriors' history under Steph Curry, they have 15-game winning streaks like every year. They get into a rhythm that just rolls and rolls and rolls. And this is why I think the Nuggets this year, those rhythms are going to be so important. Can they get a 10? I think the highest win streak of the Yoko Chara is eight games, which is kind of low, to be honest with you. Like, John Morant and the Grizzlies have longer win streaks than the Yoko Chara Nuggets. Can they find one of those rhythms where they fall into it and they win 25 out of 28 games? You know, basically two winning streaks stacked on top of each other. And if they do that, I really do think it's going to make a big difference in how they handle adversity in the playoffs um, and those things. Any other comments about that? I just thought it was an interesting little detail that I loved. Great.
3: The Nuggets should be able to rattle off win streaks this season. Like it should be easy, man. There's, there's no reason they shouldn't like they, no, they, the they should. Is,
1: ra- the reason when you're a little delayed there, the reason is when, because the NBA is good. Like, the 17th best team this year is going to be a really good team. Totally. Totally. But <laughs> you just look
3: at the talent that the Nuggets have, man. And a lot of the Nuggets' breakdowns and some of their worst losses, I really think a lot of it is just mental. And a lot of it is just, like, letting yeah. go of the rope and just losing focus for a five-minute stretch. And I think with the roster they have this year, they should be able to combat that more. Like, yeah, those brain fart, like it's a br- quarter of a brain fart. And that's the reason for some of their worst losses. That should be, s- those should be so,
1: so, so much fewer this year. Mm. Let's go. Um Part of this is when your best player, a la Steph Curry, like when Steph Curry's on fire, he doesn't, st- Like, he might be more aggressive looking for a shot, but he's not running like, everybody clear out. I'm going to dribble up and shoot a three, like, after two crossovers. And Jokic is the same way. Like, whereas with, say, a Kevin Durant uh, or uh, James Harden's great players by their own right, when they get going, there is a sense of, like, what am I doing now? I just stand out of the way, right? With Jokic and with Steph Curry, the system doesn't change just because you're on fire. Just they turn up the intensity maybe a little bit. And I do think that's part of holding a rhythm. With Jamal Murray, it's the same thing. Jamal Murray cooks, but when that bumble run, when he was scoring all those points, 40, 50, 50, all in a row, they were coming off of the Nuggets two man game. Like it they would get the switch and then he would cook an ISO, but it was still part of the same identity. It just was like, let's move the slider more towards Murray and a little bit less from Yoke, because that's where the advantage was. Michael Porter is the one that we haven't seen that. We've seen him get really hot, we've seen him hit shots, but finding like oh, he's the one that's on fire now? How do we run the same system but move the slider in his direction? And that's not just on him, it's on the entire team. And that, to me, is kind of part of this whole thing about do you stay in rhythm through highs and lows so that the game just is steady? You're constantly in, in that flow. Let's move the, the on. Nice thing,
2: okay. Oh, good. I was going to say that the nice thing really quickly is that um, Michael Porter Jr. in that context is a little bit of a, a luxury. Like, the Nuggets know when their backs are against the wall, that two man game is their the thing they can always go to. When things break down the way Grant Williams is talking about, and they're like, What do we do? What do we do? It's like Clear out two man game, two man game, right. get open on the right, space. Right. It that's it, like th- they have that identity. That, that identity, right. so that's amazing. I do like this point too. That the Nuggets,
1: I mean, one of the defense, one of the differences is that the Warriors, another area they're always consistent is on the defensive end. So even when they're not making shots, even if they're in that same rhythm, they don't yeah. lose control of the rope. Or if you get up 20, you don't blow that just because you had a slow corridor because you have that backbone. And that's one area where I think Denver, you talk about Aaron Gordon, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Those two guys in particular need to be the Draymond Green, where it's like, no matter what happens, we're going to defend. We're up 20, not time to take a foot off the gas. I think this is one of the the traits of the Jokic Aaron Nuggets. You get up 20, intensity is a little low. Like, we're just like, well, what are we going to do? Blow it? Yep. Sure enough, they did. So (laughs) I think that that is like, if you could, as a coach, sit down with Aaron Gordon and KCP this year, be like, hey, your responsibility is never let these guys take their eyes off the prize. They got to constantly, at all times, be there. Um, let's take our first break on the other end, uh, other side. More headlines, including some Jamal oh.
3: At DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, the action never ends, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Right now, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's right, make your first bet up to one thousand dollars. If it doesn't win, it's all good. You'll get another shot to cash it in. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, gotta talk about the good folks at Green Mountain Dental Group. They've been in Denver forever. They're Colorado through and through. A lot of us here at DNVR we go there to get our teeth clean, get wisdom teeth pulled. Get cavities filled. They're great at what they do. Like I said, they're Denver people. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today. Again, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. Go visit them and get a free Sonicare toothbrush
1: today. Like how you emphasize toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Toothbrush. Toothbrush. (laughs) Toothbrush. Um, guys, I have a tweet. I want to share with you. Um, yeah. from none other, his name on Twitter is Danger Russ, which is first of all, hilarious. When I text you, is it, Russell oh, <laughs> it means I'm dialed in, uh, vote. You're a Twitter expert. Uh, that's sort of your role here at DNVR. What, uh, how would you rate this, uh, this tweet?
0: Well, here's the thing about Twitter. There are many of us consider ourselves agents of taste and nuance, but in reality, Twi- the Twitter's number one golden rule. Play the hits, baby! <laughs> and Russ knows the hits. Russ knows Russ knows that this happens when he plays his, his own music. And I respect it. I really do. It's so funny
1: because you're right. The athletes on Twitter are basically like rock stars at a concert. We're like, how's everybody doing tonight? Like, <laughs> you guys know what I like. Denver. Denver. Oh my god, he's my the best. city. Russ just does this stuff, it's so corny and it never gets old. I hope he never changes. Eric, are you all in on this corniness?
2: So one of my favorite segments from internet smash hit online with D-Line was uh, (laughs) was a segment called uh, how many likes did this totally banal tweet get? Um, Where you had to guess how many likes a completely banal tweet from an athlete received just based on the fact that they were an athlete tweeting something. That particular one you just showed got... Eighteen thousand likes. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) uh, you know what? uh, We were kind of discussing the the, uh, I suppose, the ins and outs of Danger Russ's personality. Um, That man is an absolute politician. He just kind of he's that is his way of uh, shaking shaking a baby and kissing a hand on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, he's just going through like I hope that I um, I. If you received a text where Russell Wilson just sent you just a phone, you'd be like, oh, looks like he's dialed in. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for texting that to me.
1: (laughs) We got some more. I don't know if this is news. It actually was just brought to my attention um, a little bit earlier. Let me shout out whoever brought it to me. Rick's an addiction, a.k.a. Wes on Twitter, pointed me out to a leak, a supposed jersey leak that has come out for the Nuggets. This again it's early we're probably going to get this in a in a month or so we'll get the updated but this is one that has leaked from a
2: somewhat reputable jersey leaker um you got the same 3 AC Vitelli would you say his name is the name that's largely uh, ghosted on that image <laughs> Uh, Casey, Vindelli, <laughs> like this came from an unknown source. <laughs> That's why right, we keep the, on the show.
1: Um, You get the normal blue and white, whatever. I stuck with those for a little bit longer. I lo- I thought we didn't get the Mile High City jersey. We still get another year of this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! It, it makes me so this happy. Is, this is never, go never going
2: away. away. It's never going.
3: Away. Yeah, never going away. you can't possibly take that jersey away, right?
1: I hope that whenever they do change out these blue and white ones, which I—I I mean, I'm kind of over them. I don't—I don't hate them. It's not bugging me, but yeah, I just don't. Yeah, do love it them. already. Yeah. Yeah, like go to this. Get this blue one. Oh, just of course. One down. Get the white version. And the blue. Actually, get the white version from a while back. The uh, Captain America jersey. Make that the white. Make this the blue. I like it. Um, but then this is the new one. We've seen this a few times now. Leaked. I can't tell if this is red or orange. The Nuggets did have a jersey that was orange. Looks red. It does look red in this image, but I'm saying I can't tell. Um, Eric, you're our expert. Actually, Harrison, you go first. Just what you, are you in on this design? If it turns out to be true,
3: yeah, I'm fine with it for a year. Like that's all we get these for anyway, one year. So I'm fine with it. It doesn't do a lot for me. It's an okay jersey. It's fine. It's clean, Eric. Isn't it so clean? Oh my god, it's so clean, so
2: clean. Uh, so but clean.
3: no, I don't think this is going to
1: be a memorable one at all. The, the one thing about it is, like, you're comparing it to the red alternates, the black alternates, the white rainbow alternates. Like, th- that's what it would be. It's in. It's that jersey. So it's definitely better than the reds. The red skyline, in my opinion. Uh, Eric, how do you I break mean, this thing down? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so the the thing that I'm just that I can't stop looking at, and I don't understand, and I can't fully critique because we don't have the final yet are these blue COVID streaks on this like this looks like a take-home test right like two lines (laughs) these are three positive these are three positive COVID tests I don't know what they are like I don't know what they represent I need to see like what they what the point of them is these bizarre tiger stripes Um, I, I mean obviously the idea of Bringing back retro uh nuggets designs from the history is you know moderately powerful. I can say that this is a, a jersey that is like echoed throughout the history and throughout the uh organization of the nuggets. Um, but it's like fine. This is like I would call this inoffensive. This is an inoffensive <laughs> jersey. It's like uh, but it, I you know, that I like I do like a, just a classic layout clean. like I just yeah, we're, fu- you know, we're just not fucking around but this is it's more than clean it's like this is um this is giving paying homage to the history of basketball and it's making Denver seem like it's been around for a really long time. Um but like I I, just, I don't know I, I just need to see more before I can get a full critique I just I don't get the things on the side currently at all. Like I don't know why there's a dark blue one as the base like, I don't, I don't know what's going
1: on. Yeah, you're right. Down below, what does it represent? What does it mean? It is weird that the Nuggets would have three different shades of blue in there. Like, you have the navy blue, the royal blue, and then, a, like, a powderish-looking blue, if that's how it ends up playing out.
0: That's a little weird to me, but I don't know. I think yeah. it becomes the Colin Gillespie jersey, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so boring.
2: A very steady, yeah. very steady jersey. Very steady. Pocket think- pass, no assist. Yeah.
1: If those are orange, like the Denver Rockets of 1967 or whatever, which is I think the rumored like, uh, influence for those jerseys, if they're orange, I actually will kind of like it. I just, to your point, yeah. paying homage to the Nuggets is especially hard because they have like 50 colors over their 50 years. Um, yeah. But it would be kind of cool just to like, maybe we get some stories about that era that we haven't heard before. Some tape released of that era that we haven't heard before to, just, yeah. it just continues the story. The, of
2: the, the one thing, the one thing I will say is that these like one-off jerseys like represent an opportunity for each one of the teams to expand on their like visual library and be a little bit more playful. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I like, cause I like, I like the rainbow. I like things that are like a little bit more bombastic because they're just not, they're not meant to stay. Um, So I, we'll see. I, I, I don't want to, I'm not giving my full verdict just yet, but it, there's a chance it's like a little boring, but maybe they look dope in person. If you remember, by the way, Eric, these leaks
1: have come out and they've mostly been right, but like the colors have been different. That's the one thing is like, you're like, Oh, okay. The color's a little different. And you didn't have this feature, you know, like some, some patch or something. So I think my, my hunch is that this is mostly right, but we should wait for the details Um, in other news. Altitude, Television, and Comcast, are you guys excited for an, an exciting new oh, update? Oh, man. What's <laughs> hell, change? Yeah, hell yeah,
2: let's go. Uh,
1: there's not really an update. Altitude allegedly has presented Comcast with an offer to match the terms that they provide AT&T, Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain. They say, hey, same deal you gave them, we'll give it. Now, here's the thing. This is... My first thought when I heard this was... When I read this this morning was like, oh, interesting. And then my second thought, like one millisecond after that was... What are we doing? Why like, this it this
2: some...
1: Propaganda. Why are you involving the kids here? Like we're the kids like oh. mom and dad need to figure this out. Why are you giving us an update to your latest offer? Um, So I feel like this was my read is this was a propaganda work. That's not going to work on me. Vote. What do you, what do you feel?
0: Yeah. I have entered um Jamal Murray may return territory with these updates. I, the next oh, update boy. can just be the resolution until then <laughs> I'm chilling, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. That's my full take.
1: But even worse, doesn't it feel a little dishonest? Like it's almost not even an update. It's more of a like, like I said, the divorced parents where it's like, I told dad, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked your father and he said no.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been, this has been the way that this dispute has been carried out the entire time. It's been a public fight where both sides were using the fans as leverage. Um, and so it just falls completely in line. Also, like, how is that not immediately the deal to begin with? Like,
4: I don't know.
2: How did you not just come to that immediately? We have a yeah. precedent for this exact same deal. Let's use that precedent for that exact same deal. What are we doing? Also, Ethan says, I like a lot of colors. Wouldn't know by all the black t shirts. I don't like a lot of colors. I like black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys felt the same way because I kind of l- rolled my eyes. Uh, in other news, the New York Knicks, they held a private media availability to announce Jalen Jane- Brunson. Have you guys seen this? Rather, Usually, like, when there's a new player, you invite the media in. Everybody gets to ask their questions. The Knicks, for some reason, thinking outside the box here, held a private event. No media allowed. Only MSG Media, meaning their, their home team here, to me, this is a thing that I state hope is media. not like, state media. This is the thing that I hope the, the NBA like penalizes them for teams always want to do this, by the way, you want to, wonder, you want to, you hear stories you see interviews of players from like 1980s, like the access you had as like the public, I'm saying the public, like these guys were begging to be out in front teams were begging for, for, for this type of action. As things have gone on, it's become less and less and more curated better or worse, like Teams are trying to tell their own story. To me, this is such an egregious – I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I look at this and I'm always like, the NBA needs to do something about this. Not that I care about the Knicks, but I do care about if this slides, what team isn't going to want to be like, oh, we'll just hire our own journalists and tell our own story. So to me, this is kind of a sneaky big deal.
3: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's a real bad look. Um, Thankfully, I I don't think a lot of teams have done this kind of shit in the past. I don't think a lot of teams are. (laughs) It is like classic. If there was going to be one team to do it, you probably were going to think it'd be the Knicks, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a total Knicks move, man. I um, could see the Spurs too. The Spurs, I wouldn't be surprised if they. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. So. I, it's just like I, I think a lot of teams do get it. And look, we were at summer league. I tip of the hat to the Nuggets. The axis was really good. So I, I think we're we're trending back in the right direction. But this is a weird for one sure. for sure.
0: Yeah, the, what is the, the goal reason that- for for the Knicks? Are, are they trying to avoid tampering? Accidentally wandering into tampering charges? Like what? What are the tough questions that are going to be asked about like Jalen Brunson? The Knicks got their guy. I mean, I don't. What's like the issue? It's
1: just controlling the narrative. I don't even think it's like afraid of something. It's just more like, ooh, we can seize power here. Like it's just a, it's conquering.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: It,
2: Go ahead. And the the largest issue here is that uh, when. It, it, just in general, sports teams never acknowledge the fact that the media is, in fact, their biggest marketing arm. The more stories you can right. get out there, the more the, – the NBA especially is constantly complaining about uh, you know their numbers going down, blah, blah, blah. We don't know how that actually shakes out between online viewing and uh, TV viewing. But you don't want less co- coverage out there. You want more. Right. Each, each right. thing that yeah, is about man. your team is a commercial for your team. And so – Yes, they want the people that are ultimately going to be criticized want to make sure that there there are as few stories out there as possible so they can completely control the story, which is not important other than people just are interested and they want to feel like they're not being lied to. And it's not it's difficult to feel like you're not being lied to if it's just the one source with closed doors and they're like, We'll tell you what you need to know. And it's like, All right, cool. Like people are gonna lose interest in your team, you idiots. Like just you want more people and not less. I think, like, this is the thing that's weird is in this day and age, especially the old heads, they just
1: don't get how unimportant bad press is. Like, everybody feels like, oh, my God, they're going to criticize the trade. We got to bury this. We can't let anybody. It's like, dude, nobody pays attention to anything for more than 30 seconds.
2: Like, it's just everybody
1: moves <laughs> on the next day. And then,
2: or, it, they pay, or they pay attention to it very closely, and they're paying attention to it. Yeah. But what, I,
1: what I'm saying, yeah, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is it's like we have to control the narrative. And it's like, no, you don't. you actually just like everybody's going to be saying everything at once. And you just have to like accept that and move on. And I honestly do feel like you mentioned the nuggets, Harrison. I kind of feel like the nuggets, everybody's gone through the cycle. The Internet's new. We're all learning how it works, you know, as it evolves. I almost feel like the nuggets went through it. early on in my tenure opening it up to blog to you know bloggers and unofficial media in part because they Mm -hmm. didn't have covering the team those were the ones that were doing it so but then like this fear of like oh my god what did denver stiff say about us like is that acceptable you guys criticize the marketing departments is this like you crossed the line like and then i think they've evolved into like what are we doing like people are just going to be criticizing us everywhere for everything like it doesn't matter you know you just have to kind of move forward so the next, there's a couple years back.
3: I mean to it's Eric's soft. point media media uplifts a team uh, 95% of the time man like the nuggets haven't been on tv in denver for the last 3 years like yeah. what I don't want to get too cocky here but like what we have done for the fan base for them in that time right like you you can't really put a price on it
1: yeah i love the point here talking about ethan strauss's article which he had today which was really good but he was w- one of the point it wasn't the main point but one of the points was the way agents now are also panicking and here's what's funny an organization isn't going anywhere they're not losing the team josh kronky's not losing the team if he gets bad press like he can there's been owners that that have bad press so i think they can rise above it agents though are different agents can get fired for bad press because the players mm-hmm. like how did this happen? So agents are almost more controlling of the narrative, not, <laughs> not necessarily just for their client's sake, but for their own. Like, hey, man, like I want to make sure this thing doesn't go the wrong direction. Even though I know it doesn't matter, my client might yes. think it matters and fire me. Ergo, shutting all media down except for Players' Tribune, we're going to hire a ghostwriter. They'll write this thing for you. You're going to look great. And in the end, fans read it and they're like, that was really dumb, which is kind of the world <laughs> we live in right now. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I don't come from a media background. This is what's so funny about I've been in it 10 years now. It's what's so funny is when you come to anything, it like... I started as an amateur. What does that mean? Amateur from the lover, right? Somebody that loves what they do. Like I have passion to it. When you get into it and see the people that don't, they actually have no passion for it, but they're the professionals. And you're like, this is really, seems like a market inefficiency. And then when you get into all of these unwritten rules that just can't evolve or written rules even that can't evolve. And you're like, this is so dumb. Like being around media, and this is no knock on an individual person. It's more on like the way it has just evolved so slowly and things. You look at it and you go, there's so many dumb things that are just done in here that people don't realize until so you see behind it. And you're like, if people really saw how this thing works, yeah, it turns it, out there's not a good reason for that. You yeah, know? There's not, there is a reason, but it's, well, it's, it's an, good. a really, it's a good one. really yeah. dumb one. Um, real quickly, before we get to the final segment, I was talking about watching Jamal Murray highlights yesterday. Jamal Murray, one of the things that's interesting about him is that he really was playing his best basketball in two two stints one was in the bubble and I feel like everyone discounts it to some degree because it was the bubble now you discount it with some and not the others a little bit of this is happening with Anthony Davis who was the best power forward of all time this last year for Anthony Davis has really swung things back to where people are like has he ever had a good playoff run outside of the bubble and or that like they're starting to swing back Jamal Murray I think catches some of these strays as well for his best run came in the most unique circumstance But I think what was lost is that his run in the final six, eight weeks before he got injured was bubble-esque. This is when he was dropping the 50 points on 25 shots against the Cavs. This is when he was having these big breakout performances. And more to the point, the consistency was was there. As I'm going back and watching these Murray highlights, one thing that stands out to me, how do people talk about Jamal Murray? One thing they don't say, he has some of the best footwork of any guard in the NBA. I I really think this. His idol is Kobe, right? Like, he's a big Kobe guy. He trained with Kobe, you know, early on in his career. His footwork is on par with just about anyone in the NBA, like Jason Tatum, known for great footwork, right? Um, Devin Booker. I think his footwork is as good as those guys. When you get into the highlights and you watch what he's doing, you go like, this is a guy with meticulous precision in the way he, like, connects moves together. And I think it's a part of him that that has gone underappreciated. I just kind of wanted to bring it up because watching these highlights,
0: I'm like, this is textbook stuff, man. But I also thought that was true, but then it was added to he was in the best shape of his life. And a guy who I thought to that point in his career had to utilize that crafty footwork and work very, very hard to beat guys off the dribble and finish at the rim was doing it with an ease that we hadn't seen. And, to me, that yeah. was like the that was the base of the the supposed leap, that felt different than AD. Like AD will never shoot better from long two in his life, and that's what that's what a lot of that run was about. But Murray wasn't. I mean, obviously the shooting percentage was insane, but he was doing things physically he hadn't done to that point. And then we saw it the next season, and I think that's what was so enticing.
2: Yeah, and the the, the biggest tragedy here is that we haven't seen him in the playoffs since the bubble run. We have nothing to compare it against. Like he, we watched him perform with his back against the wall. And that's when he really sprang to life. And that's like another, you know, X factor element. Well, to who Jamal well, is. I'm just going to
1: put, I'm just going to add to this. Cause I have a list of things that are underrated about him, like traits. And one of them is to your point, for his first year in the playoffs has some of his best games, yep. like in big moments, second yep. year in the playoffs is the bubble, like biggest games. He's way more clutch to this point. He's in his career. Such He's such a been, gamer. And, and then fourth quarter, like a lot of his most memorable games are like, Oh, he had 30 points, but 20 of them came in the fourth quarter. Like yep. he is a very flurries baby. He would, in another context, I think people <laughs> would be talking about him the way you talk about Damian Lillard about whatever you think of him. He's best when it matters. Jamal Murray yeah. should have that reputation.
2: He's just been forgotten about. It's been two straight playoffs he has not participated yeah. in. and that That's where the narratives are written. Yeah.
1: Uh, a couple other things here. So the footwork part to me, like you just DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, these are the guys that you think of. To me, Jamal Murray's in that conversation. DeMar DeRozan has Paul Pierce-like footwork where it's perfect and technically sound, but he almost does it slowly because it's so – and you, you almost appreciate it. Jamal Murray a little – I mean, he's called glitch. He does it a little quicker. But you break down the footwork and it's like – that's a really intricate move that you could tell took like, it's like a ballet. Like he has every part of the steps down perfect and the balance and everything else. He's got a better handle than you think, you know, like he honestly is not, he's not putting the Kyrie conversation or some of these guys because he's not that, that level, but he is higher than like, say a Devin Booker. I think even like Devin Booker has a really good handle. Murray, I think has a little bit more shake to his handle, uh, you know, to it. So I think that's another part of his game. That's underrated. He's a better one-on-one scorer than you think. I think people realize too. And the reason I think he doesn't have that reputation is because he is a much better player at picking his spots than people realize, and this diminishes you. This is a Kyle Lowry conundrum. Lowry is probably a better player than what he's done, but he knows he's a point guard, he's a team player, this or that. Jamal Murray without Jokic, I think would average a lot more points and a lot more shots. Oh, just he'd be a completely like, different player. He'd be a completely different player. And I think people might elevate him more as a player and say like, oh, this is a guy that, you know, but but he's one of the better one-on-one players. That's my point. And I don't think if you ask people to name the top 20 one-on-one players in the NBA, Murray's name might not come up. But to me, he's way higher than top 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then I have, he's more athletic than you think. Like, this is another thing about him is, athleticism is often for, especially for point guards translated to speed. And he's not John Morant. He's not Westbrook. He's not De'Aaron Fox, but also how many guards dunk more than Jamal Murray does. You know, like Jamal Murray has like, who, who has better poster dunks from the guard spot than him? John Morant, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a whole lot more than that. Maybe Shea just Alexander, Levine,
0: Zach Levine,
1: Zach Levine. Like these, are, but we're talking about guys that are known as elite athletes. Edwards. Maybe he's not known yeah. as that because I don't know that he is. He's a combination of power and speed and this or that, but he's probably a top six, seven dunker from the guard spot. I'm trying to think of who else belongs in that conversation, but he's he's a little higher on that list. Um, what he lacks is he's a less consistent shooter than I think his reputation. And this is also part of it is. He's known, if you ask people what's his best skill, they'd be like three-point shooting. I'm not even sure it is. It's a big skill of his, but that's the part of his game that has been a little less consistent where like Devin Booker, everybody knows he's going to be a 40% volume three-point shooter. Murray, sometimes he's a 100% three-point shooter on a 50-point game, but he also goes through big slumps unlike most guys known as shooters. Um, anyway, I just watching his game. I was just thinking about how miscast I think he is in people's minds. Like he, he's not the player people think, but he's actually significantly better in these other very interesting areas that I think we're just about to catch on right before the and injury.
2: It's funny. It's funny because he has now become more lore than. Uh, actual player, like you have your memories and your stories right. about Jamal Murray and what he did and how he erupted in the bubble, and it's like all of these things that are not necessarily they're based in like your feeling and your memory and whatever, and you have to like sort of cobble together a picture of Jamal Murray. I cannot wait to actually just watch him play basketball. If he, <laughs> yeah,
1: he has almost more Brandon Roy in his game too than people realize. Like just that explosive. If he gets by you, he's not going to lay it up. He's going to like dunk it. Um, I'm excited to see him play too, man. Like I I really think that he was on the cusp of, when I say stardom, what I mean is people, I think he would have been people's favorite player, a lot more people's favorite player. Not that he's the best, but they would have been like, that's my guy had he just not gotten hurt. But that injury kind of halted momentum and other people have filled the void. All right, Harrison, take us to break. On the other side, we're going to go through our highlight, favorite highlight mixtapes on the interwebs of the Denver Nuggets.
3: Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. It's perfect for a summer afternoon at Wash Park, City Park, wherever you're hanging out this summer. Make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager. Also pick up some Breck Brew Good Company Seltzers. Perfect for summer as well. Breck Brew is the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, that's fine. Check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website that will tell you where to get breck brew closest to you um also if you want to make sure you can watch the nuggets and Avs next season get set up with Evoca tv Evoca tv they have altitude sports at&t sportsnet other national channels as well watch the nuggets avalanche rapids rockies all, all your denver sports teams on Evoca tv Go to evaca.tv slash dnvr. Use the promo code dnvr. Get $10 off your first three months. Only $15 a month for those first three months. Press the receiver. No contracts. No hidden fees. ivaca.tv slash dnvr. Go there. You get set up with them today.
1: Harrison, you done? Yeah, that was two reads, man. That was, it was just very glitchy. I, I, I think I, I think it came through. Um, all right, segment three, guys. It is, the, it's summertime. You know what that means? The only way you're going to get your Jokic fix, your Murray fix, your Porter fix, Busy Bones fix, the only way you're going to get that is going on YouTube and looking up some videos. Thank God for YouTube. So we thought today we would have a little bit of fun, and we would tear off the greatest mixtapes you can find online right now. Uh, Eric, do you want to leave this to have the thing open? Yeah, I see you in there. Do you want to kind of go down the list and, and walk us through it?
2: Well, I mean, I've just got the tiers. Um, I was planning on just taking screenshots and putting them in. Now, do you have the uh, – the Well, I just have names. names.
1: I just have names here. So
2: I'll, st- I'll start us off. I'll
1: walk us through the ones that – and you, c- you can figure out however you want to put this on. The first one I have on my list, Michael Porter Jr., Every Single Basket Made 2019-2020. <laughs>
0: S, it's. I honestly truly believe it's S tier. Uh, and I think when you're talking about Porter, you're talking about a guy with a lot of question marks, a lot of concerns, a lot of holes. And man, why do we talk about that guy so much? That's because the highlights, the top end stuff, it's not A tier. It's not A plus tier. It's S tier. And if you've forgotten, go check this video out. You'll get real hyped real fast.
1: So what this is, is it's literally every basket he made, it's like 140 or something like baskets. And here's the, the context for it. It's his rookie season. And he shot 60% effective field goal percentage. I mean, every time he the ball left his hand, he made basically 1.2 points. Like every time he let go of it, it was basically worth 1.2 points, which is absurd. It's an absurd number. Those are Jokic level efficiency numbers. So you think, all right, he must've got a lot of easy shots. Not the case. (laughs) Nope. You watch this. It's like there are easy ones because he's also good at like put back dunks and cuts and dunks and this and that. But it's so many, just like they're not really contested threes. They're lightly contested, but he's so tall. There are just so many shots that you're like, oh, yeah, that's repeatable. Yeah, that's repeatable. And you just watch it for 10 minutes and you're like, wait, those are the shots he made? That's insane. Eric, do you have any takes on this one? No,
2: I, actually, I didn't get to watch these. So, you guys you guys cook. I'm just putting together the. Uh, the look tiers. at that. Oh, I see your. Oh, look at this
1: I story. mean, it's like, S tier for Minecraft, sure. Look at it's S tier. Yeah, I think it. I honestly, man, S tier. People are going to get mad at us when we see the other ones that are S tier. But it is for me. Like, I just enjoy watching him make shots.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, there's just nothing above S tier. Like,
1: that's the top. <sighs> <All right. laughs> well, here we go. Jamal Murray, game six versus the Utah Jazz. This was in the bubble. This was a 50-piece. This kept the Nuggets alive, and this was coming on the heels of the protests that shut down the NBA, even inside the bubble for a couple of days, in which he finds up crying afterwards. To me, this is the number one Jamal Murray video on YouTube.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously.
1: <laughs> Definite S-tier. To me, it's an easy S-tier. Is it for you to vote?
0: Yeah, S-tier. Oh. This is the quintessential Jamal Murray game performance all right let's go um let me find a random one here um
1: let's see espn's feature on the sambor shuffle do you guys know this one espn i think it was um who's the guy that does the the heat the shooting charts
3: kurt goldsberry
1: kurt Kurt, Kurt goldsberry he did like a video feature on the sambor shuffle you get like every sambor shuffle he had ever shot to that point um it's a really it's like a mixture of highlights and analysis i put that A. I, I thought that was pretty dope. Shout out, Kirk. It was like a very well-produced video. Yeah, I'll go A. That's it's, just me, though. It's a little less hype, though, I would say, than these other ones.
0: Yeah, that's the only reason I might put it B, because people are going on YouTube to crunch highlights. I don't know if they're stopping on <laughs> the ESPN-produced video. I'm, I'm, I'm with vote on this one. I love
1: it. It's a great video, but I'm not sure, like, tonight it's going to be the one I watch. Eric, do you do you, have, do you remember this video at all?
2: No, not really. I mean, I, I would chime in. I just I just don't have the context. I love okay. the idea of uh, Jokic being featured, but I my my job here is to give this the visual uh, Oh that's so, so good. All I'm right. a silent partner here. Yes. You are a
1: silent <laughs> partner. A little not silent enough if we're being honest. <laughs> I could not <couldn't> agree <laughs> with you anymore. <laughs> um all right, let's go with um the seven. The highlights of the Nuggets. Full game highlights from the Nuggets on the 7. What are we going with here?
3: I'd go A. I don't think it's quite at the level of those top S tier games, but um, probably better than ESPN produced little video.
1: Okay. What do you, what do you think,
0: vote? I think it's a B. I think it's a memory and a rewatch Or even read a Harrison Wind column if you can find one. But I don't know. I don't know if it's a highlight A package. I could be wrong.
1: I'm with vote on this one. I think the mix itself is a B. The one thing I will say is I think because Jokic has like a dope game clincher basically in that one. And I think he also has a Sambor shuffle. But I think you're right that the general highlights of it are good, but not quite A tier. I think it's B. Let's put it B tier.
2: I can't probably, um, what, is it, what is this called? The seven? It.
3: The seven? It was that game where only seven guys for the Nuggets played oh, against I, I, the I, I Utah Jazz. Then there was that photo I on visually, the plane.
2: I visually represent this. Uh, just put a you picture. gotta find that. like Dawkins
1: or whatever from Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna be archived online. It's Nuggets Jazz. It wasn't called the seven there, so you're gonna have a hard yeah. time searching.
2: Oh boy.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Good luck. Um, I love this one. The Wancho game. Now, this doubles is another thing. It's both the Wancho game, but it's also the Nuggets set or tie the NBA record for most made threes. To me, it is probably the quintessential Jokic ball game. Like, the ball was popping that whole game. Mm -hmm. It was was absurd. All right, vote. I'll let you go first on this one. The Wancho game highlights.
0: I think it's an A because I think the vibes are just unbelievable, and I think every – like true diehard Nuggets fan, they probably won't be able to explain it or quite why, but they just love Wancho from a real deep part of their soul. I think it's real. So true. Yeah.
1: I think it's A2. Harrison, what do you think? Yeah,
3: it's got to be A, man. It was, we were coming off a 36-win season. It was like the first ray of light we had. It was incredible if you were there. I did give it seven,
1: a The seven was a cooler vibier moment, but it's not as cool of a vibeier look at highlight it, reel. Yes. We Tyler Lydon in
2: this. He's excited. A yeah. Oh, that's the watch game, play. right? Yeah, yeah that's the That goes play. up.
1: That's A. We're putting it A. Tyler that's Lydon and all. <laughs> Even with <laughs> Tyler get, Lydon, it's still an does A. It
2: get doesn't get penalized because uh, we have Paul Millsap. A street clothes, Michael Porter Jr. and Tyler Lydon celebrated. Again.
1: You're missing another one. Who else is there in the? Davonna
0: Coon Purcell.
2: Oh, oh, Purcell.
1: Oh, oh. all Deep the party time. D A P. All of the legends are out. Um. All right, Jokic, 46 points against the Pelicans this last season, including 30 points in the fourth quarter and overtime. The Jokic highlight reel. Where are we going with this one? What is it, Harrison?
3: S tier, That's an S tier.
1: We're calling S.
3: Yes, man. Yes, <laughs> let's go. We've had an NBA player recently say it was the most dominating performance he's True. ever watched.
2: Does that was, into your rating. That that is absolutely factoring into this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, We're dude. I mean, I think it's the best.
2: legendary status until then.
0: We did a show where we tried to parse out the best Jokic, uh, tried to sift through the best Jokic regular season games, and a lot of people argued this for number one, including in the chat. So I think it's got to be all right, including
3: me.
1: S tier, he does have a lot of badass moments. It's a pretty badass game. The crowd's going wild. Um, Jamal Murray 50 points against the Cavaliers, 21 of 25 shooting. Now, I watched this one last night. It's fresh on my mind.
3: What do you think? Because I haven't watched this one in a while.
1: I think it's A tier. I think it's A tier. He does a lot. It's a really good mix. It's worth watching, but I don't think it's going to be as... Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't miss, but... Yeah, he just doesn't miss. (laughs) Right. But there is also, like... He scores a couple buckets at the end. Not that this takes away from it, because scores a couple buckets at the end when they're up twenty. They're pretty much up twenty mm. for the entire second half. So the yeah, yeah, are a little lower, um, but there are some dope highlights in it. I think it's a tier. It's a long. It's it's a long one. There's a lot of shots he takes and makes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's an S tier box score for sure. It
1: definitely is. Um, Nuggets Clippers game seven in the bubble. Nuggets oh I love this
0: heaven. effing video so effing.
1: Go home!
0: Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's S for me, man. I can't not do it.
3: Wind? It's probably gotta be S. It wasn't the it
1: wasn't the cleanest game, though, you know?
3: But it, it was, probably though. has it to be S. No, I'm
1: telling you, the the back half of that mix is just a party. It's an absolute party. Yeah. Like every yeah, play is yes. uh, every there's so many daggers in that game there's like 12 daggers where you're like oh is that the one that does it and they just keep stabbing just keep
0: going more and more
3: and And each time doc rivers walks off the bench in that sam polo and says we got it we're good
1: we're all right we're all right you're like dude come on that happened come on yeah Yeah. there's also don't forget paul george hits the side of the backboard on a wide open three in this one there's like you're right this is s tier that's an s tier one man it's it's right there um nuggets clippers this season Jokic 49 points takeover game
3: oh i mean if we got the new orleans yeah if we got the new orleans one there this has got to be s tier as well
1: (laughs) vote are you going s tier for that one
0: i i follow win's logic He, he makes a strong argument I'm gonna throw it to the chat. I'm torn between A and S, but it's probably All right. I'm I'm going
1: A. I think it's an A one. It was a it was a really good mix. I honestly I think Eric's right. The only reason the 46-point game is S tier is because it got it got the shout out.
0: I think it's A. But oh, I, it got the shout out because it was one of the coolest we, things we never, anyone's ever we done. Never, we,
2: we never <laughs> yeah. talked about it in the way that it was talked about. It's the most dominant.
0: Ooh, like, I don't know. When, when did I had that? When did I had that? We, real we actually did. You're right. Cause
1: I thought the 49 that, point that game was the
0: best of the year. And I remember you guys thought
1: it was the 46 point game tomato potato. They were both perfect, but one, only one can be a tier. I like this answer. Oh yeah. The red headband. You know what? Here.
0: Dude, that's oh man, S- red
1: red headband game. That's right. This was the 2001500 game. We'll go red I, headband game.
0: I've never watched those highlights though. You never it? either.
3: Great. I, I was thinking? there. I don't need to watch it. You
2: know. So are we going? <laughs> are we going B tier? Wait, that that was the one game I missed. I don't even remember who they were playing. I, I Minnesota Grizzlies. Oh, last game,
3: Memphis. second that's to last game Christmas. of
1: the year, but the last. last. Year uh, I'll go B tier. It's a great mix. It is a cool moment. Like him getting that mark and everybody knowing it is really cool. The fact that he checks back in, in a red he headband. The fact that he gets the red headband is iconic, but it's like the seven. It's more iconic than it is a great highlight mix. Yeah, go I gotcha. Highlight. So we're, so we're, we're going to B tier. B? B, B oh. tier, yeah. Um, I don't love this one. Bones Highland season mixtape. I actually watched this one. Now, here's the thing. Not that great of a vid. We need Maximilian. You guys know Mac, he makes the best one. Dunk Comp and Maximilian, they have the cleanest looking ones. The Bones season highlight mix. Highlights are great, but it's a little blurry. It looks like wind in his undisclosed location.
3: <laughs> um, I feel bad because I feel like that shouldn't knock a highlight mix down in the tier rankings, but kind of does.
1: Yeah. So where do you want to put it? C? I'm gonna put it. Yeah, I'd probably go C just because of that. We need somebody. One of you good video editors, man. You need to go make a a, a Bones Highland mix. Yeah, that's
3: a good point by Kristen.
1: How can a mixtape even be little C? Honestly, easily. Look, the music choice <clears> can be <throat> terrible. The editing can be terrible. Like, there's there's some mixtapes that I'm like, no, this this sucks, man. This is terrible. Um, <laughs> dunk, dunk Comp's
0: video yoke. Jokic ain't no joke oh i love this one this is a tier for me um i put it s it's just not long sure. enough and it's a little it's a little dated by now as well Come
1: great on. these are great points all great points it's a little short a little dated but it's an a plus video so we're gonna have to put it i'll put it a as well the what vibes think, the
0: music choice like th- this it gives me like Jokic vibes it's awesome oh i gives such Jokic vibes oh no
1: what happened we lose wind again Um, no we lost the screen does anybody have a um anybody else have any in the chat before we get out of here any others in the chat that uh that you guys want to see we have a whole list here but i don't know uh i don't know if i want to get them somebody put jack white 15 rebounds in summer league
3: yeah i put that in i'd probably put that d tier that's gonna be d tier
2: for me yeah i would say i would say e tier i would say e tier uh, as i remember it
1: Jokic is forty at, at MSG. That one's like a C Whoa. tier to me, but it's a really good one. I love that one. It's one of the. It's like Dude, a that was
2: massive because that was against Carmelo Anthony.
1: No, it was against Porzingis.
0: Oh, oh, Adam, you have a DNVR YouTube video on Jokic's game winners. I do. Uh, yeah, you made it. It's Jokic's six. How many game winners did he have in like six months or whatever? Yeah, or like he had like months.
1: a bunch of them. Yeah. All right, Jokic's game winners. I'll go see. They're good, it's but good. There's a better mix of that. Let's see what everybody has. Oh, man, look uh, at this.
2: Somebody has the good MSG. What's that? What's the 40 points at
1: MSG? C. C. It's a good mix, but it's a good mix. It's a classic. C is not bad. C is not bad. I love this one. What about Gary Harris against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I don't remember a single play from that game other than the three-pointer. Like that game really yeah. might have sucked other than that three. Although I know it didn't like Paul George was incredible Westbrook. Like-
1: we'll go, we'll go D. It's a great highlight to watch. Like it's fun to relive the win, but the, the highlight, I guess unremarkable. Um, yeah, I guess that might be it. I don't see anybody else's here. Bull Bol, he definitely had some good highlight. Oh, mix. I will say Bull Bol has better highlight mix. Oh wait, I know what it is. I know the one we missed. Aaron Gordon's dunks. That is a nugget. Aaron Gordon's dunks. I watched this one when, when, vote nominated it. Vote, I'll let you say, what do you think it is?
0: I'm going to say it's a C. I think, I think there's more room. (laughs) I think there's more room for, for some, it's like, there's a lot of dunks where you go, man, there's a lot of nice, easy offense there, but you're not like, you're not like dunk contest, leave your seat. Aaron
3: Gordon had maybe the best in-game dunk I've ever seen last season where he like got horizontal for that alley-oop reverse oh, yeah. i don't know how he finished it was that.
2: reverse yeah, so yeah it was
1: everything. honestly one of the best in-game dunks i've ever seen maybe the best on the hot take my hottest take i'm a hundred percent certain of i can't be wrong this will be the best year for the aaron gordon highlight mixtape dunk mixtape he's gonna have it's gonna be the best way he's gonna have more dunks and better dunks than ever in his career He's going to be like, wait, why is nobody guarding me? Oh, you can't oh, Euro foul on this fast break. Okay. Wow. Let me just no, throw this down your throat. It's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, all righty. That does it for sure. You guys want to send us more nominations. You guys can do it. Maybe we'll continue to fill out this list, but there you go. If you guys were wondering Michael Porter, every game, Jamal Murray, game six, Jokic 46 points against the Pelicans. And then of course the full game highlights of uh, game 7 of how the Clipper series. How do we how do
2: we not have game 7 in versus the Jazz on that? I guess that <laughs> that game the was like it was a slog, right? The, I, mean, I was going to say the highlights of slog.
1: that are like 30 seconds long. They're just That's true. Jokic <laughs> making
2: a couple jump hooks. It was 80 <laughs> to 78. It was that game was such a slog, but it was like the most yeah. stressful and it was like watching that was oh, like man. if if soccer could be uh, basketball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a- all right everybody that does it for today i hope you guys enjoyed what we did here today tomorrow we got the king of thornton is going to be joining us he's going to be on the show you guys didn't even know that's the news to you guys um hit that like button on the way out and we'll see you tomorrow